1: When this happened, you talked about
2: it on The Fan. I have breaking news for you. Uh Uh-oh. The New York Jets have finalized the trade for Aaron Rodgers. What? It is done. Really? Aaron Rodgers (laughs) is now
1: a New York Jet. What? When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Salicata back on the fan. A little 2 a.m. Emmanuel Barbari will take you through the overnight. A great night for the Knicks as they get a win in game two, a must-win game two at home before they go back to Miami. And they do just that. Jalen Brunson finally in the second half looking like the Jalen Brunson that we saw all year long. For some reason, he was not that Jalen Brunson in Game 1. He was back to being himself in Game 2, and the Knicks can't not win without Brunson. It's as simple as that. You can look at Game 1 any which way you want. Jimmy Butler, you know, the Heat knocking down threes, uh, you know, the Knicks not hitting any threes. It comes down to one thing. Jalen Brunson did not get the job done. He didn't do his job as he said it himself, that was the reason why the Knicks lost game one. In game two, he did his job and the Knicks won. They're gonna need that type of performance from Brunson, as well as getting Julius Randle back, and then of course RJ Barrett having another nice game. The Knicks, big win in game two. Game three, Saturday at three thirty. Eight seven seven, three 66-66. Doug is on Long Island, Doug.
3: I'm in a better mood tonight. And, Definitely a much better mood tonight. And your phone's
1: <laughs> a lot better as well tonight.
3: Uh, my earpiece wasn't in all the way. Ah. And then I, mm-hmm. I listened after, you know, you can hear the end of the call when you're on the Odyssey app. Mm-hmm. And I knew what you were talking about. I was like, hey, just listening. It bothered me. Yeah. Um, I, I got to finish up with, you know, the Ranger game last night because I didn't get to get to that. I'm embarrassed as a Ranger fan. I am sick and tired. It feels like for 25 years, we go into series, and I got to hope the goaltender stands on his head to win series. I'm sick of that. And Igor, to, to have that crowd chanting his name when he's the only guy to show up last night, the rest of that team should be embarrassed and, and, and ashamed to go in the locker room to see that kid. That, that was disgusting last night, Sal. Well, that it, it, what, so what, the
1: fans with the chant? I mean, it was just stupid. I no, mean, that,
3: that the goalie is the only one that showed up last night well, again. Yeah.
1: yeah, I know, I know. That's
3: embarrassing. Yeah,
1: yeah I know you feel for him it's the same way you felt with Lundquist for all those Lundquist, years. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I get right. it. I, I, look, it's frustrating, but we, I mean, the Rangers did not show up, and now significant changes are going to come here one way or another. We'll find out what in the coming days, I'm sure, as far as Galankos, and then how Chris Drury is going to try to fix this roster to get them where they need to be, because no doubt about it, this was a step back for this team.
3: Yes. Let me get to the good. Um, I, I know a lot of people are saying, Oh, well, you know, Jimmy Butler wasn't there. We barely won. The Miami Heat have the best coach in the NBA. They were going to come to play. You know, the Miami Heat are not a good three-point shooting team, and I don't see this continuing. They did it the first round against Milwaukee. They struggled later in the game against the Knicks, and you, you could see it helped. But I saw tonight, and I know you know I'm not the biggest Randall guy, but this series, this is a team that Julius Randall needs to be on the court for. He has a huge advantage against this team. I saw it tonight. I know a lot of people are saying, oh, you know, we barely could beat them without Butler. I don't care. They won the game. We're going to go to Miami, and I know Randall, and I know that Brunson are over those injuries. I don't know that with Jimmy Butler, and I they do have the coaching advantage, but, like, so many people are killing tips. Sal, you're the coach of the Knicks. Spolster throws a zone at you. You look to your bench. You need to bring a shooter in. What do you do when you have no shooters on a team? People are killing Tibbs. There's nothing he could do.
1: They don't don't have – look, Grimes, your boy Grimes and Quickly are supposed to be those guys to help out Brunson and Randall. I mean, those are the only – if I ask you who are the shooters, right, the pure shooters, I mean, aside from Fournier, who's probably – the best pure shooter on the team, even though he's never going to see the light of day on the floor, nor should he, because he can't do anything else. But who? I mean, who are the shooters on this team? Where are these shooters? Brunson.
3: Brunson's the, well, the only I, real shooter uh, on the team. Brunson's a
1: star. I mean, he's going to do it all, right? And he did it all. He took over the game. Where are the shooters? I mean, Emmanuel, quickly, and Quentin Grimes are supposed to be those guys. It's not Randall, although he's their second best shooter, right? I mean, how would you rank the Knicks shooters right now? I. Uh, uh, it's it's
3: Brunson by far, right? right. Anyone. And and then if I'm gonna you know as much as I'm not a Randall guy, it's got to be give Randall credit. And then third, RJ's confident right now. No
1: so way. when RJ's
3: confident. Yeah. Uh, there's no one else. Obie's missing the
0: basket. Oh, Obie stinks. I wouldn't put Obie. Uh, I
1: know. Q IQ's got to be that guy. I mean, IQ. But you're right. I mean, look right now based on results, sure. But I'm just saying in general, you trust one shot on the line in general. I mean, Emmanuel quickly Brunson
3: got to be Brunson.
1: Well, right, number one. And Randall, number two. Emmanuel quickly, to me, is better than anybody else as far as shooting the basketball goes. Pure shot.
3: Yeah, he's got no confidence. Um, I, I will just say, i got to ask you one thing. I'm looking at the Knicks. I don't think the offense is the problem. The Heat are a tough defensive team. You know, I, I don't feel like the offense is killing us. I, we missed open shots. They're going to come. I, I, I really thought tonight in the second half, I thought Tibbs should have went to Deuce over IQ. Because will make a difference defensively. And and I think I just don't see nothing coming out of IQ right now. I, I know we got a couple of baskets, hmm. you know, later on. But if he doesn't get it going early in game three, I I, I think Tibbs got to really think about going to, uh, to Deuce instead.
1: Interesting point. He has been, and thank you for the call, Doug. Appreciate checking in. As always, he has been quickly a non-factor in this postseason. And that's a problem for the Knicks. They need Emmanuel quickly or Grimes, really, one of them. I mean, it'd be great if you got both. They need one of them to be an impactful player at both ends of the floor. I know Grimes could have his impact felt defensively, but offensively, somebody's got to be able to shoot. I mean, look at this team. You actually look at it. There are no shooters. Brunson's it. He's the guy. Randall second. And that's why it's so important to get this type of performance From R.J. Barrett. Ideally, he should be that guy. He just hasn't been that guy. Until, of course, the last, what, four games or whatever it's been where R.J. Barrett has been taken over. And they're going to need that moving forward. But really, Emmanuel quickly regrets. Like, they need to rely on one of these guys to be able to knock down some threes. Be a threat. Miami's daring you to shoot and they just can't shoot it. Omar is calling from Brooklyn. What's up, Omar? How are you? Good, Omar. How about you? Uh, listen, uh, uh, I understand your love affair with
4: R.J. Barrett. Uh, come on, guy, uh, Four consecutively games is the reason. And last game, if Brunson and Randall didn't play, and Brunson and Josh Hart uh, have a, 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 decent, uh, a minor decent game, they would have won the game. So
5: right, Hart was cut
4: awful. A, cut, You're it right. on, cut it on. Cut, cut it on with R.J. Barrett. He has done enough in this playoff that you should not be saying any word about R.J. Barrett. Yeah, you know, you had a big crowd about our Rangers, and you sent them home, right? You are the reason. Oh, it's over. It's over, right? You'll the money. You better start touching the money of RJ Barrett because he is the reason that you are one game tied today. That he that his game is not suitable for three point shooting, and Julius Randle is coming in and giving a wide open three, and he's burying it in the first quarter. Well, right. I, I, so, uh, secondly, no, 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 hold on, is, hold on a second.
1: Uh, Jalen yes. Brunson is the reason the Knicks won this game, not RJ Barrett.
4: Huh.
1: Jalen Jalen Brunson is the reason the Knicks won this game, not RJ Barrett.
4: Yeah, I agree. Uh, yeah, he was supposed to be very good today because today is the reason he won the game, right?
1: So well, uh, Brunson did today, Brunson did his job. Oh, oh, Omar, here's the thing. I'm talking I, about game one. All right. Well, game one, yeah, if Brunson did anything like he's been doing all year long and like he did in game two, and to your point, Josh Hart as well, who was also awful as far as shooting goes in game one, then they would have been up two games to none. But look, I'm not trying to knock R.J. Barrett. I'm saying that I don't trust that he's going to be this type of shooter consistently. I just watch him play.
4: So you trust Josh Hart to hit those three uh, uh, nail-biter three-pointers that he hit? No. you trust him better than R.J. Barrett? No, I
1: I think Josh Hart's got to make a couple. Barrett's got to be... The expectation for Barrett is supposed to be more than that. Josh Hart is a guy who's going to find himself open in the corner a couple of big times a game. He's got to knock some down. He did that in game two. R.J. Barrett's a guy that's got to be one of your top scorers, right? You want him to be an all-star. R.J. Barrett's going to be the big part this big three, along with Brunson and Randall. He's got to do what he's doing now consistently moving forward. He's never done it before.
4: Consistently moving forward. Now he has figured it out that Julius Rondell got injured, and then he is giving the ball in the first quarter to RJ Barrett, and he has proven it in last four games that when the ball is given to him, he can make plays. Julius Randle has 13 points in the first quarter, 11 or 13 points. Uh, the three, two three pointer that hit was a assist from RJ Barrett. If you give a ball to RJ Barrett early in the game, you will have this type of player that he can do it consistently. But he never did in the rest. Season. Every time Julius Sender used to get the ball And they want R.J. Barrett to be a shooter That is the weakest part of his game And you want him to become a shooter That's not happening He's not a shooter He's a ball a game with a ball in his hand And making plays That's what R.J. Barrett is And expect him to shoot at a higher percentage Like Brunson or anybody And let me tell you The game, the, this series will come to that the, uh, Miami has openly told you that you guys don't have a shooter, and look at that. If they got injured, he put in Duncan Robinson, who's making 20 million dollars for the whole season. He put him on the bench. Now the injury happens. He has the uh, the uh, Eric Spolstra has the balls to bring in Duncan Robinson, and when he hit that three pointer, when I he'd make a 108 105. I said, this is happening. Oh, uh, well, my son, oh, it's okay. I said, uh, <laughs> they lost the game in eight seconds, and Rigi Miller scored eight points. They scored it since 30, I <laughs> Rand- How about Randall stepping
1: on the Yeah, right. Randall stepping on the line. I mean, unacceptable yeah, so mistake.
4: That, that was a, I have a, all my flashbacks were coming out. So uh, the, the game will come, <laughs> the series will come to this. Is Thibodeau has the balls when the Knicks were not shooting, that he will bring in Fournier to shoot the ball. That's what he does. That's what your shooter is. They are telling you. They are painting. They are putting a wall in the paint, and they are telling you to shoot. And the only shooter that they got is Fournier.
5: Yep. I, I
1: mean, you know, I, don't know if you, I don't know if you heard me say it before, Omar.
4: I'm and yeah. shoot.
1: Uh, Omar, I'm with you. I don't know if you just heard me say it before. You look at this roster. Where are the shooters on this team. We know what Brunson is. We know what Randall can do. The best pure shooter, uh, let's take Brunson out of it, it's, a, it's Fournier. It's Fournier. Yeah. He's not going to see the floor, though. I mean, he doesn't do enough, nor, nor yeah, should then he see.
4: He doesn't do nothing else, but he put him on the floor because he's a shooter. They want to consistently give Listen, I, 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 Thibodeau, I understand that you are a very, very uh, hardworking guy and everybody hard works sometimes you have to make this adjustment. And if it has to come, if they are not nailing in Iman quickly and grind. This is six games or seven games already. They have not been one game quickly. They have not been considered up. How many games you're going to allow them to use? I will give another game. If they don't shoot, you have to bring in for 15, 20 minutes, to make the, uh, make the field honest. So right. they cannot... Because the whole game will be changed if Fournier hit three or four-pointers. They will not uh, block the page like that again.
1: Yeah. Uh, no, I, I don't think it's a, a crazy idea, Omar. And thank you for the call. Love your passion as always. I don't think it's a crazy idea. Now, let me say that I don't think it's going to happen. I also can't stand Fournier as a player. He does nothing on the floor. However, when he's going well, he is a guy... That could shoot the lights out. And unfortunately for the Knicks, they don't have a guy like that. Fournier is it. That's why he was brought here in the first place. They don't have shooters on this team. Emmanuel Quickly is supposed to be a guy like that. He struggled. Quentin Grimes, we heard about him knocking down the three. He struggled. Toppin ain't it. Evan Fournier is the one guy who has been a pure shooter. So they do have him. He's just on the bench. And he doesn't do nearly enough of anything else to warrant enough playing time. He's horrible. But to Omar's point, if you need just a shooter, you know, think Steve Novak. Remember, he didn't do anything, but you knew he was going to knock down a three. I highly doubt. Matter of fact, they bet anything. That you won't see him in this series. But I do understand the thought from Omar. And that's what's clearly lacking with this Knicks team. Shooting. Basic fundamental of basketball. The Knicks don't do it well enough. They don't have enough guys that can do it. I mean, look at all the lists that we go through. Of the guys that are either on the floor in the starting rotation. Or the guys that are on the bench in that rotation off the bench. Not one of the guys off the bench is a shooter. Again, quickly should be, but he's not shooting it well right now. Grimes quickly, Hartenstein, Toppin. And then even the guys in the starting you know, Barrett's not a good enough shooter. He's just not a shooter, to Omar's point. He could be a good player with the ball in his hands. He can knock down some shots on occasion. He's not a shooter. That's not his strength. Josh Hart, same thing. Inconsistent. He'll hit a big shot here or there. Not a not a shooter. Where are the shooters? Fournier is a guy. Quickly, to me, has got to be the guy to do it because they're not going to give Fournier the light of day. So it's got to be Emmanuel quickly. One more before we break. Lenny is calling from an app. What's up, Lenny?
6: Hey, so we had spoken right after game, game four um, about how the Rangers can't retrieve the puck and now, now, it's, now we have a bigger problem going on because now I, I really think Drury's going to fire Gallant. Mm-hmm. And this is not Gallant's fault. You know, you read like Larry Brooks in The Post and you read Newsday and everybody's saying, you know, the roster, you know, it's Gallant, it's, it's guys on the roster. It, no one's pointing the blame at Chris Drury. Chris Drury got enamored with the idea of putting Patrick Kane and Tarasenko what about instead of getting Tarasenko, who who got a first-round pick, going to get O'Reilly? Look what O'Reilly did, is doing for Toronto. Yeah, but I don't, I, don't like, I
1: don't think the Rangers could Didn't Toronto, by the way, just lose last night to Florida? They did. Yeah, and I, did. I don't think the Rangers could have fit O'Reilly in, whether it was the cap space. I don't know. There was something to the idea that they couldn't uh, fit him um, under the either cap space or give up what it would have taken to get him. So there was some issue there where I felt like there was always a roadblock with O'Reilly. But obviously, I'd rather have him than Tarasenko. By the way, Tarasenko wasn't bad, Lenny.
6: No, Tarasenko was not. He was not the problem. I mean, the problem is if you look at the team from last year, right, everybody else is getting bigger and stronger. These guys got – honestly, these guys got slower and smaller. If you take a small-skilled team into the playoffs, it just frankly doesn't work. I mean, if you think about last year who won the Cup, which is Tampa, they were big and strong. Now, Tampa lost to Toronto. Toronto got bigger. Florida, Florida is a, bit, is a relatively big team. Dallas is a big team. Seattle's a big team. So you have you're going through all these teams that are getting bigger and stronger. And the Rangers get smaller.
1: Well, they're going to have to address that. First things first, they are going to make a decision with the head coach, and I'd be surprised. You know, I was reading Vince Mercagliano, and I'm going to try to get him on here in the coming days. Rangers have their exit interviews tomorrow, so either tomorrow or Thursday, I think would be a good time to have a Rangers, uh, you know, recap uh, spot and then look ahead to what changes are either made or going to be made. But I, I would be surprised. based you know, The Rangers thought about making a change earlier in the year when they were struggling with Glant. So now, after the way that it went down, you know, I'm not so sure. Glant's not the X's and O's guy, maybe, that the, that the, they need. You know, these hockey coaches change every couple of years. I know it's only two years, and it seems like it's quick, but that's really the life of an NHL coach. It feels like they are, they're always changing. So I would not be surprised at all if that were one major change, head coach. And then the other, I mean, they're going to have to get tougher. You're right. They're going to have to get bigger, stronger.
6: I mean, and the problem is they're missing a few guys. I mean, you essentially need four guys, one guy at least per line who can go into the corners. They've shown that they have nobody. And then my last point is about the young guys. This kids line, and Larry Brooks wrote up today, you can't call these guys kids anymore. I mean, they've been doing it for three or four years. You know, Alex Lafreniere had what thirteen he, or fourteen goals. In the a, a, goal. Yeah,
1: Lafreniere sucks. He's a bust. It's a bust. I and mean, then you also
6: have Keandre Miller, who is shown to be, who is probably taking a step back, along with Brendan Schneider, but more so, Keandre Miller, who's playing with Truba, is incredibly, incredibly slow. He,
1: he was a major disappointment, and, and non-impactful, invisible in this series. Keandre Miller, a, a big problem. Lafreniere, a big problem. I mean, Panarin, a big problem. These guys got to do their jobs. So, look, Lafreniere was a number one pick, and thank you for the call, Lenny. Number one pick who had zero impact. Zero impact. Like, it's one thing to say, well, he's not Jack Hughes level. It's another thing to say he's not, I mean, anybody's level. Forget about Jack Hughes' number one pick. I mean, is he even Barclay Goudreau? He hasn't had an impact. What exactly does Lafreniere bring? Keandre Miller again invisible. And look, Fox was terrible. Panarin soft and again invisible in the postseason. It's not just one or two guys. It's a a pretty big issue. Um, Zibanejad again disappears in the postseason. Or the slow start to the postseason. Where's his impact on five on five in particular? I just don't like the, I don't like any of it. The X's and O's standpoint, the toughness, the inconsistency, changes need to be made, and I believe they will be made. Now it's just a matter of which ones. Baseline underneath, bank shot. No, Ewing slams in the follow, And the Knicks go up by one with 26 seconds remaining. When this happened, you talked about it on The Fan. The buzzer sounds and the New York Knickerbockers are going back to the NBA finals. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app. it back on the fan goal until 2 a.m. Emmanuel Bavari will take you through the overnight then. We'll continue with your calls here in just a sec. Baseball is back, and the push for the postseason is on for hockey and hoops. Make it all count this spring with Superbook Sports. Superbook Sports is the best wagering app around with a direct line to experience bookmakers behind the counter in Las Vegas. Plus, get a $250 bonus when you sign up, deposit, and wager All on the same day. Don't let spring pass you by without winning money with Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions. Gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. 877-337-6666. Steve is on Long Island. What's up, Steve?
5: Hey, Sal. How you doing? Good, Steve. Steve? Yeah, where you you been? I've been, uh, I guess, falling asleep by the time uh, I reach you. I can't uh, seem to uh, catch you very often lately, but... Hmm. uh, I always enjoy listening to uh when I do catch you. Um you get, your uh subs are pretty good. Uh not your level but they're pretty good. <laughs> uh <laughs> but uh I want to talk about uh, the Knicks. Mm-hmm. I um you know, I was listening uh, to uh your uh previous callers, uh especially Omar, uh who's very passionate about everything and uh I agree with them, you know, the problem, and you also uh, feel the problem is uh, shooting, but the bottom line is this is not a particularly good team. Uh, the fact that uh, they have to struggle to uh, eke out a victory against a team uh, that's uh, missing Butler and Tyler Hero um indicates that this team is not particularly good and for years all we did was rail against uh, management for not securing a solid point guard well they have a solid point guard now and uh, the problem is they don't have a shooter and uh, when they get a shooter the problem is they don't have a rebound and the bottom line is they're not a strong team they have they've had weaknesses they continue to have weaknesses and uh, I don't uh, see this team challenging any which way for an NBA championship, and I don't see them challenging for an NBA championship unless they—
1: No, but they, I, I don't think anybody—look, any, anybody who talks championship is just is just a fool. I mean, come on, it's just not realistic. Now, I hate to be the one to put a limit on what this Knicks team could do or put a ceiling on how far they could go, but you got to be realistic. The idea we would even be talking championship is just absurd right now.
5: Well, they're not. Uh, when you enter the playoffs, the, the the goal is not to enter the playoffs. So for the Knicks, for the for the draft they've had, maybe it is. But for most of the franchises, the goal is a championship, and uh, making the playoffs is not adequate enough. Right. And uh, you know, ultimately, uh, to to make it to the second round and then lose to a team that's missing two top players doesn't speak uh, very highly about uh, your team. There, there really needs to be that ultimate player on his team. Brunson was a really nice addition. They needed that point guard. Julius Randle's you know, he's a he's a number two or three player on the team. When when he's your star player, you're in trouble. He's just not up to it. You know, he has that occasional outstanding game where you say, you know, why can't he put it together every night like this? But he's just incapable of doing it for whatever reason or reasons. I don't know if it's in his head, uh, but uh, he just can't do it. They need a top flight player unless they get that in the next couple of years they're going to be at this mid-league level where they can advance to a second round, perhaps, in the playoffs, and that's it. And if uh, the average Knicks fan is satisfied with that, that's fine. I, as a Knicks fan, for 55 years, I'm not satisfied with that. I won a championship.
7: Right. Well,
1: I mean, of course, but you got to take baby steps, Stephen. Thank you for the call. Good to hear from you again. A championship would be great. For me, I'm realistic, so I understand. I'm not saying that you're not, but I just, I mean, it's... Yeah, a championship's the ultimate goal. As bad as this Knicks team has been for as long as they have been bad, I think we can lower our expectations just a smidge for the time being. For me, if you tell me the Knicks are going to beat the Miami Heat and go to the Eastern Conference Finals, I'm in, sold, done. Don't even care if they get swept in the Eastern Conference Finals. I mean, obviously, it would be, you know, sucky to have that happen. You'd want to get some kind of a series. But if the Knicks beat the Miami Heat and win two playoff series this year, just getting to the Eastern Conference Finals is something that seems so unrealistic and unbelievable with this franchise who has been so down for so long. That to me would be a championship. Now, again, I, I'm, I'm, they're not going to hang a banner for making it to the Eastern Conference Finals. I understand that. And it is not, in fact, a a championship win. But for this year, that's the equivalent to me. I would feel great as a Knicks fan if they could just beat this Heat, te- this Heat team and move on to the Eastern Conference Final, regardless of the result in the next round. Tyler is calling from Queens. What's up, Tyler? Hey, Sal.
2: The, the Knicks already won our championship. Okay? We beat the Cavs and Donovan Mitchell, a player that everyone in the fans and everyone of the fans of the Knicks said they needed to win a thing. We do the Knicks have everyone we need on that court. And it's not Evan Fournier. Okay. Grimes is
1: a shooter. Um Is he? he Obi oh, top. what? Is he? He is a shooter. He's well, he over
2: eighty six percent. Okay. When am I gonna see we, that gonna exactly?
1: What? When am I going to see it? Are we going to see it on the floor in the postseason exactly?
2: The, one of the biggest things with shooting is confidence. Yeah. Okay? By putting put him on the bench and tell him he's not a good shooter, it's not going to solve that issue. No, Grimes, is, Grimes, Grimes two, is playing. He is playing. But the problem with the Knicks is one of my biggest problems is Tibbs runs an antiquated offense. It is about too much dribbling and too much isolation which, as much as I love Brunson, and I think he's a superstar, and people still underrate him, his game is mostly about the dribble. Same thing with Randall. When the ball is going around, even when it's going to quickly, he's dribbling the ball. Tibbs needs to start running some plays for these guys, set some down screens, get him around, pass the ball around, and get it, catch a player in flow to start shooting. I mean, it's not it's not as important. The, I mean, the guys thought I haven't born McBride is not a terrible idea to bring off the bench. Well, the reason, the
1: reason why, uh, Omar was bringing up Evan Fournier is because he's a pure shooter. Like, that's the one thing. It's clear that that is his strength. He was brought here for that. Now, again, I don't think he's going to get on the floor, but I understand why Omar brought him up because he is a pure shooter. That is his strength. He's one guy who, even if he rolled out there right now on the floor, I have confidence that he could knock down a three.
2: Yeah, but then you remove the confidence from quickly and grounds. We got to the spot we are in right now, because, with Evan Fournier on the bench. He's a great bench mm-hmm. player and a great supporter of the team. And I don't, I think, he's good, I don't think he's after,
1: a great bench player. I don't think he's a good basketball player at all. But he can shoot, which is something that they missed. That's that's it. I mean, I I, I guarantee he's not happy he? being good.
2: He's leaning into the game the entire time. Watch him on the bench. There's not a single right. time during the game he's sitting in the corner. No, no, board. but you said he's a great he's bench
1: player. You, is he great cheerer? No, no, I, I mean he's he's a, like a bench. Like, a cheerer. A yeah, cheerer, okay. like yeah. yeah he's,
2: he's a good teammate. He's a good cheerleader. He's
1: an expensive cheerleader on the bench.
2: Yeah. He is. I mean, I wish we could get rid of him, but it was a bad time. What are you going to do? I mean, if the Knicks are down by 20 points and we need a spark, throw him in the game. But what the Heat are doing, too, is they're sitting back in the zone. They're making the Knicks dribble the ball and not get comfortable. You got to put Randall at the free throw line. You got to get Randall to become a facilitator the way Sabonis is doing it, the way LeBron James does it. Get him in the paint, pass it around. Harshenstein does a good job of that, too. The Knicks are in perfect position. And, Sal, I hate hearing you saying we can't go to the NBA Finals. There is no reason. The Knicks cannot go to the NBA Finals. Well, I didn't There's
1: say no they reason. can't. I said I don't believe that they will. I mean, they can, of course. They have to win this series and then win the next one. That's how it works. Then they could. Do you really think, will you be willing to bet your paycheck on the Knicks going into the NBA Finals? That paycheck? Where do I get,
2: like 8-1? to one? It's kind of
1: even higher than well, that. well, why is that? What do you mean? You're saying the Knicks could go to the Finals. You're talking tough. Now you want to put your money where your mouth is, As and all of a sudden been you're backing tough. down.
2: Everyone's been underselling the Knicks. Okay, the only team I was afraid of was the Boston. The Knicks cannot match up with Giannis. Okay, do you the think? Knicks, do you think the, the
1: Knicks? Do you think the Knicks if they play the Sixers or the Celtics? By the way, it's a big if, being that they're one-one with the Miami Heat right now. But let's just say the Knicks do win this series. You think they beat the Sixers or the Celtics?
2: I think they can take either one of those teams the six or seven games.
1: Yes, and, and, you, and you get a bet on it,
2: right? I would 100 percent bet on that. They would take each of those games to six or seven, and all those games would come down to two to three possessions. And no matter which way it goes, each way. Yeah, I mean, the Knicks have had Boston's number all season. Good. The, Celt- the Sixers aren't that deep. Harden's a problem, but the same. You problem realize with the you Sixers. realize the
1: Knicks can't shoot, right? Like you you're picking all the the you're picking apart the better teams than the Knicks. But yet with the Knicks, you're ignoring the fact that they can't do one simple thing: shoot the basketball well. You realize that, and we right? we still got the
2: series tied. Yeah, okay. You tell me the shots aren't going to fall? Like these guys are professional They're not players, good they shooters.
1: Make... The Knicks have a big... they're not good shooters, They're Sal? not... How oh, well, in... also do okay. I have to say it for you to understand it? The Knicks aren't good shooters. Like they're not Sal, a good three-point wanna shooting team.
2: Shooter? You want to know what makes a good shooter, sound?
1: Look at their free-throw percentage. The best
2: shooters have a high free-throw percentage. Quickly is an 86, 88% free-throw mm-hmm. shooter. Right. Grimes is an 86-88 free throw shooter. Right. Toppin is an 80% free oh, throw Toppin's shooter. not Barrett, a good shooter. The other two should be. Barrett's Barrett not, is a 72, and he's a bad shooter. Correct. bad form. Correct. Okay, there's no doubt about that. I'm not going to argue. So it. who are the Run good team. shooters on
1: the Knicks? By the way, we're just talking about overall. Like, I'm not talking about individually. We know that. But as far as shooting the three as a team, the Knicks are, war- they're bad. They're the worst in the playoffs at it. So That's are you- what I'm
2: saying, Sal. It's because the Knicks, when they play in their offense, it's too much risk. Tyler, it's, do it's me not- a favor.
1: Is- do me a favor. When you do bet the Knicks to win the Eastern Conference Finals, and thank you for the call, when you do bet the Knicks to get to the NBA Finals, go to Superbook Sports and tell them it's Sal sent you. See, I was listening to Sal. I heard him do this commercial. He, he talks about the commercial every night. We were talking about the Knicks. He told me to come down to Superbook Sports. You t- you download the app. Tell somebody that I send you, please. Put your money where your mouth is if you think the Knicks could go. And by the way, I didn't say that they can't. I just said that I wouldn't predict them to go like others are doing foolishly. How about they win this series first? You're getting way ahead of yourself here. Now, they are three games away from going to the Eastern Conference Finals. But big difference between getting there and actually winning it. Winning it is going to be the challenge. Sean, well, getting there is going to be a challenge, too, but winning it an even more difficult challenge. Sean is calling from West Haven, Connecticut. What's up, Sean?
4: Hey, Sean. So how are you doing?
1: Good, Sean. How are you? Good.
4: Um, I'm just going to touch on the Rangers, because I think it makes a contrasting point about the next. If you look at the trade deadline, the Rangers picked up Tarasenko and Kane and got more finesse. And if you look at last year's playoffs, put was finesse, and uh, they got by it all, but that was one of their their detriments was being too finesse.
5: Right.
4: If you got contracts to the Knicks, they picked up Josh Hart, and they got tougher. And that's what makes the Knicks what they are right now. And uh, I think the Knicks will continue to be successful if they keep playing bully ball. Like, obviously, Jimmy Beller is the best player on the court. He didn't play tonight. But Jalen Bruss is a dog. And you have Jul- Julius Reynolds back in the game today. And they play bully ball. And that's what the Knicks are. And I'm excited
5: about well,
1: it. I don't know if they play bully yeah. ball exactly. I mean, it's not like the Knicks are the 90s team where they're more, defending. More physical,
5: more physical, I would say, than, than other teams in the league. In yeah. The
1: NBA. yeah. I mean, I don't even know if I would go that far. I mean, they're not as finesse, clearly, as other teams. R.J. Barrett can bang bodies down low and thank you for the call Sean and you know be that type of player where he's going to try to attack the rim I don't know if they have physicality really much um much more outside of RJ Barrett I mean hartenstein Mitch Robinson sure the big guys underneath the rim rebounding you know hard as you mentioned tough but I don't Look at this team and say they play bully ball and are physical. And maybe that's just because they grew up watching teams in the 90s where not just the Knicks, but other teams. I mean, that was actually you know physical basketball. Now, anything pales in comparison to that. Look, the Knicks are good. They've been fun. One series at a time, please. Before we start putting the Knicks in the finals already. They already lost game one at home in this series to an eight seed. And they're fortunate to come up with a win in game two without Jimmy Butler. And you guys already got them in the finals. The NBA finals.
4: Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced.
0: Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game.
7: You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: We have a
0: mic and you have a phone. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com.
1: Talikata back on the fan. We'll be back tomorrow night. Same thing, following the Yankee game. Yankees and Cleveland wrapping up their series. Yanks will look for a series win as it's been ugly for them. We'll do more baseball tomorrow, really. It's been hockey, and I'm sure we'll do some hockey too. Yeah, could always do a little Knicks preview, but we'll do some hockey. as the I'm sure there'll be something going on with the Rangers tomorrow with their exit interviews. Who knows if something happens with Grant. Anyway, we'll talk some hockey and definitely get back into baseballs. We'll have the Mets doubleheader to react to. Finally, some Mets games. Uh, it's been weird. I mean, they've been rained out three times in the last you know few days here. Saturday, Friday, the shortened game. Saturday ran out. Sunday ran out. Doubleheader Monday. Tuesday ran out. Doubleheader now on Wednesday. So we'll have two Mets games, one Yankee game to react to. And, of course, whatever else is going on with the Rangers and the Knicks, um and, and all of that. So stay tuned for that tomorrow night after the Yankee game. Uh, and then Thursday will be on 7 to midnight. No Yankees. So we have a, a full show for you. And we'll have some fun, uh, you know, some guests and do different things. But we have five hours, 7 to midnight uh, coming up on Thursday. 877 337 6666. Steve is in Stanford. What's up, Steve?
8: how you doing Sal? big fan of the show
1: thank you steve how um, are you appreciate it
8: i'm good went to game one at the garden on the lovely chase bridge and almost pulled my hair out with the second half but tonight you guys i've listened to the last couple of callers no one's talking everyone's pointing out the obvious which is the shooting clearly what was wrong in game one but some of the other things that are a big problem okay first of all we got one of them back with randall they have no matchup for randall if they play bam out of bio on mitchell robinson the best offensive rebounder in the league And they have no matchup for Randall. Like he's their problem. Like Jimmy Butler's ours when Mm. he plays. So that's first of all, so us getting Randall back is huge, but the biggest thing that no one's talking about, we, one of the reasons we beat Cleveland, we shot horribly against them too, but we killed them on the board. Mm -hmm. Mitchell Robinson has disappeared again. He's walking foul 2000, the first three minutes of the game, like, the guy he can't be invisible. He was a machine against the Cavs. He has done nothing in two games to put – no one even knows he's there. I mean, he, they should be able – he should be getting out of bio and foul trouble. He should be getting a second shot. He should be blocking shots a lot more than he is. The guy is invisible after being, you know, Wilt Chamberlain or Bill Russell against yeah. the Cavs. Yes. And everybody's only talking about shooting. Now, at the end of the day, we're a decent shooting team. I love Brunson. I love Josh Hart. Barrett's give more than they ever thought he would shooting-wise. We're a decent shooting team. But we have, our identity is defense and rebounding. And that's what we did to the Cavs. We made them shoot hard. Well, they've been better,
1: they've been better rebounding than Miami. But you're right. Mitchell Robinson has not been as dominant as he was Against Cleveland. Hartenstein had a terrific game in game two, though, for the Knicks, in place of no, Robinson, who was in foul trouble.
8: He's solid, so look, I, I love Hartenstein. I actually like them both, but we can't have Mitchell Robinson, who's the leading offensive rebounder in the league. We can't have a BA wall. He's got he's to dominate this team. Right. We're not as good a shooting team. We don't have a Gabe Vincent. We don't even have a Kevin Love. We don't have guys who can do that. But what we do have guys to get a second and third shot. So we're missing those shots. Mitchell Robinson gets extra possessions, and then we're hitting shots. That's what the Knicks' identity is.
1: Right. No, it's a great point, and it's how they dominated that Cleveland series. And thank you for the call, Steve. It's how they dominated that Cleveland series on the boards. You know, look, they've had – again, Hartenstein was terrific. Josh Hart getting big rebounds. Julius Randle on the boards as well. But, yeah, Mitchell Robinson, who was a dominant offensive rebounder in particular – you know, and the Knicks are going to need that. But he's found himself in some foul trouble here against Miami, and Miami's a well-coached team, and they know, you know, they're fouling Robinson, getting him to the line where you don't want him to shoot anything. Uh, you know, you certainly don't want to see Mitchell Robinson at the line. Six times is too much. Getting in the line 30 times is great, but you don't want Mitchell Robinson at the line at all, if you could help it. I do think Mitchell will have a bounce back, though, in the, the rest of the series here. He's too dominant a rebounder not to have his impact felt on the game. Gary and Mayopack. what's up, Gary?
3: Hey, what's up, Sal? I am so curious to see what comes out of the, uh, out of this uh, breakaway day tomorrow with the Rangers. Joe Quenville's name is popping up now. I don't know if you heard that. I
1: did read that.
3: He won three cups. He's real tight with Panarin. You know, I, I'm sick and tired that everything is
1: based around Panera and we bring players. Well, but do you, you know the issue with Quenville, and I did read that in Vince Mercagliano's report for uh, the uh, Low HUD, that, you know, Quenville had some issues with a cover-up on a sexual assault years ago, so he would even have to get approved by Gary Bettman. Right now, he's not allowed to coach in a league unless he gets approval from Gary Bettman. Is that really the road that you want to go down uh, with the Rangers?
3: Yeah, well, you're innocent of proving guilty. I know it would be a bad PR move for the Rangers, uh, but I just figured I'd throw that out to you. Just two the things I wanted to mention is, you know, we were horribly, we played horribly five-on-five five all year, and we won games via the power play. The problem with the power play is if you don't win face-offs, Almost half the plot power play is gone sometimes, and our best face off man is Trocheck,
1: and he was and getting he was, beat left and right. I mean, they didn't; he, they could not win face offs. They could no, not. But, go ahead. No, but good.
3: No, Zibanicat usually was on for most of the power play. Bro, and someone said that Trocheck and Galan had words. Oh
1: yeah, and, yeah. and game, was it game seven? Yeah, he was getting on him on the uh, on the bench. He, he yelled at him pretty loud and clear, and Trochek was like. He looked like a little boy being like, wow, what'd I do? It was, and Gallant was furious at him. I don't know for what exactly, but even just throughout the playoffs, Gary, five on five, and we gotta let you go. We're about to wrap up the show. Five on five, power play. Rangers were not controlling the puck enough at all, needing to win a big faceoff, and even if they won it, it felt like they still couldn't gain control of the puck against the Devils. Faceoffs, loose pucks, pucks in the corner, Rangers just didn't get it done. And now things are going to change. But I did see that report about Quenville being a possibility. Buckle up for that. I do think we're going to hear word today that the Rangers are making a coaching change. I don't know that. I'm just doing the math, putting things together. And guess what? If they do, we'll be on later on to react to it and we can discuss it then. All right, that does it for us. Thanks to everybody, as always, who listened and who called. Appreciate each and every one of you. Thanks to Rosie. Thanks to Fleagues as always for their help. Be back again tomorrow following the Yanks and Guardians. Enjoy the rest of your Wednesday. Emmanuel Barbari. He's up next. He'll take you through the overnight. We'll see you tomorrow. Sports Radio
0: 1019FM.